9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Okay, so this is a um, super special uh, mid-episode, uh, between-off-schedule episode of Go Plug Yourself. Uh, we had to go... Uh, quarantine yourself yesterday and there's a go actual go plug yourself today um with longtime friend of the show star of better call saul uh michael mando michael mando is our guest this week everybody we're super happy that we uh that we got to uh put this together uh and in this time of quarantine michael has some stories about uh how this quarantine has actually um sort of uh inspired him to learn new skills uh least of which uh is the fact that he can now edit uh his own music he learned how to edit his own music he talks about that in the show um and the reason what michael has to plug is obviously better call saul ends uh or and not ends the season finale uh it's the second to last season there's another season after this the season finale is coming up on monday so the monday after this podcast comes out which i believe is the 20th uh, and his first single as a uh, musician uh, called Wild One is out right now. You can listen to it on YouTube. He's actually getting ready to uh, bring out his EP. You can check out that video 100% on YouTube. Uh, and we also play the track uh, after uh, the interview that Walter and I have with uh, Michael Mando. As always, if you want to support the show, tell your friends about it. We really appreciate it. Share us on social media. Talk to them in real... Uh, nobody's talking to anybody in the real world anymore. Talk to them on you know Hangouts and Zooms and uh, Microsoft Teams and whatever else. Uh, and vote for us as the best podcast in montreal and called montreal and uh if you want to support us financially head to uh patreon.com slash 95cc and you can help us out there um enjoy the show everybody michael mando three time go plug yourself guest let's go Two, one, hit it. go plug yourself you plug another plug go plug yourself you plug another plug quarantine like everybody else on the planet i assume you as well yeah. <laughs> no i'm i'm going about spreading the virus oh <laughs> damn i was gonna say i was like um, you play a lot of villains <laughs> so i was like is this like an old school like voss tactic or whatever from the from the far cry game you know what? i i was my buddy and i were talking and we thought it'd be really funny to do a skit where it's like a talk show mm-hmm and the person um, is it being is interviewing the coronavirus. Oh, and you've got like a you know you got the coronavirus that comes out, and he's dressed in green with this crazy hair, and <laughs> he's going. He, he's just talking about how his PR person is really good, and how he's traveling the world, and all that stuff. Global tour now, right? I think it's every country yeah. on the planet. I think now has at least one case or something like that. Or it's like it's at 185 countries, and I don't know exactly how many countries there are, but dude, that's a that's a good PR Close person. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 crazy. You know, I'm I'm really worried for the people who are, you know, the older people mm-hmm. or people who are in places where they can't get help. That is really, really what I'm worried about mm-hmm. more than I think for for myself or young and healthy people. Oh, a hundred percent. And that's the the whole stay at home and stay inside thing is to make sure that the medical, if people do get sick, the medical resources are there so the people who are at risk have the medical care that they need available to them right like that's what we're that's what we're doing we're keeping them safe because for us it'll just be 
a kind of a sickness. It's yeah, our parents and our grandparents and everyone else that were doing this work. Yeah. It, you know what? It, it, it's such a, I, I think when it happened, you know, I, I felt the energy around me change. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt people started becoming very stressed and anxious and people couldn't sleep. And, and I started feeling it, even though I, at first I wasn't, um, emotionally affected by it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I think I, I felt like I was going to be level-headed and just handle it the way I, you know, as it comes. Mm-hmm. And then I started feeling a little bit anxious myself and started feeling like, man, what is going on here? Yeah. It was hard and not to. Yeah. You know. It's hard not to, but to be honest with you, I, I, I felt there's a way to spin it and there's a way to make it something positive. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I hope people will do that. I hope people staying at home will finally kind of like reorganize their closets and, yeah. and, and reorganize their laptops and their external <laughs> drives and, and take on like some kind of a discipline and, and learn the piano and, and, you know, call their loved ones and, and meditate about life and, you know, feel like there's gotta be a way that we can come out of this better than coming in. Mm-hmm. Not that we want to, but at this point, it's the only thing we can do. And I really hope people do that. I really hope people find the, yeah, just, the hope in you. They just, uh, where I work, they just gave us a, uh, like a, a, a web seminar uh, from a, a psychologist talking about like resiliency training and like mental tricks and stuff and like meditating and whatever, where they're like, they're like, you don't, like, it's weird because like you said, there's a bunch of stress, but you, we don't have any other than like, we're staying inside, we're doing as much as we can by staying at home. But then you're like, but you don't have any other control over what's going on in the world. So it's very easy to let it kind of push down on you. So, yeah, they're talking about like breathing techniques and meditation and mindfulness and stuff. And you're like, yeah, you're not in charge of this. You just but you can still like maybe use this time to improve. Like Walter lifting weights. What what do you, what do you guys do? What, what are you doing, Keith? I honestly I've been working out way more than I usually do. <laughs> like uh, I've. I used to work out maybe two or three times a week. I did do like home uh, home workout routines there with uh, with Sean T, the, the insanity routines. And now I do it almost six times a week. So that's been like really fun. Like just instead of just sort of sitting on your couch all day, just like working out a whole way more than usual. And other than that, my day to day, my job hasn't changed at all. So I'm still doing like 40 hours a week work, but like hanging out in the home office, obviously, instead of the actual office. So I mean, every now and then there's good good days and bad days, right? Like there's every now and then you just think about like it a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah, every now and then you think about it too much and your mind gets into the cycle. But if you can keep yourself positive and head above water, it's uh, not the worst. What about you, Walter? What are you? Have you have you taken on anything? I've been uh, rewatching The Sopranos from the start, <laughs> and uh, so there's that, and uh, catching up on uh, Better Call Saul also. Um, and uh, just, you know, getting as many streaming services as I possibly can. Sign up to so, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why not? Why not? I mean, you're passionate about it, right? Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> yeah. love, you love cinema? I, I, I do. I do. And, 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 and I love premium television. Nothing. Uh, there's nothing I enjoy more than, than some good premium television, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, this, it's like I said, I'm really – I was telling Michael on the phone before, Keith, that mm-hmm. like the, how I'm so happy for him. Yeah. To to be a, to be a, not only a local actor guy who's getting who's gainfully employed getting work, but who's in like an act, a really good fucking project. You know? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, brother. Like I really legit, appreciate like it. a legit good project. <laughs> and, Thank and, you so much, man. Like, I don't know if that sounds like somehow backhanded, and I I don't mean it to, to sound like that. It's no, just, why like, would it sound backhanded? 
I don't know. I guess to everybody else I've ever spoken to. <laughs> yeah, it's like all, all the other actors we've had on the show apparently didn't have good projects like Better Call Saul. Oh, I see what you mean. No, I, I, you know what, man? Here, here's what I have to say about acting in projects. Um, I think it's, 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 I think it's hard, really hard to find a great project. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times it's a project that is seen by a lot of people that isn't necessarily really, truly great. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't, there's no real correlation between what is seen by people and what is truly great. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times no real correlation between what's winning awards and what is, in my opinion, what is really great. I've seen things that no one's ever spoken about that I thought were better than things that a lot of people were talking about. Yeah. So there's always that, that always that opinion, you know, in there. But I think we live in a time where you, you have to create your own content. And, and I think that's where we're heading. I think we're heading in a place where people who are going to have a lot of work and who are going to be working for a very, very long time are going to be those who, who create. And I think we're all capable of creating. Mm -hmm. And I think we're all capable of, we all have something to say. And, and I really urge, you know, all the up and coming actors out there or, or all the actors who are, who really want to be on a great project out there. I really tell you guys, you know, write your own stuff, you know, get together, call your friends, you know, read books about script writing, develop your own project, make, make your own stuff, really make your own stuff. Um, it, now is the time to do it. And it's like, absolutely, as you said, it's, and it's easier than ever before, even like, like where you're looking at just like the, the way computers and stuff have evolved so quickly. Like if you have, uh, I mean, on, if you see the video, I have a, literally a green wall in my house because if I want to do anything green screen, I now have the computer ability to do it. You know, it's like, I, it's, if you want to film stuff, you mics are less expensive, editing equipment's less expensive. Like it's so, if you have that creative, like, spark the entry point is now so much more accessible for like you and your well, your creative friends keith you gotta let michael explain the back half of how he recorded this uh this uh, this this project to you because he was just he was, he was mentioning this earlier mm -hmm. and it blew my mind you want to, can you just like tell, tell that go go over that again well, uh, about the single the music about, yeah, about, yeah because just on off of what keith said about you know like you know doing stuff like you know DIY so, kind of producing so stuff. I was, so I, I mean, I don't know how much time we have. I don't want to bore people to death, but let's try it. Let's go for it. <laughs> well, we're, we're not live and, uh, and you guys uh, can cut it up. So let me, yeah, let me yeah, take a yeah. stab at it. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been doing music my whole life. Mm -hmm. You know, I, music is something I grew up in Africa. I grew up in Ivory Coast in Ghana and we had, you know, there's no cable there and, and all you get is sort of like the, the, the biggest blockbuster in America is the only thing we knew. Mm -hmm. And I grew up really listening to a lot of music as a child. And when I discovered Napster, I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the downloading program, it was, a, it was like a, a full-time hobby of mine where I would come home from school and just try to discover new music. And I would write titles. I'd write lyrics. And I'd just like download like 100 songs that had the lyric, you know, this and that and this, whatever wor combinations of words I can mm -hmm. think of. You're just like punching, punching random life... stuff in on Napster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just trying to discover new artists and new people and, and all that kind of stuff. And la and I've written, I've written over 200 songs and thousands of poems in my life that I've always done it for myself mm -hmm. very privately. I, I didn't never felt the urge to share it with anybody. 
And last year was was really a hard year for me. It was probably really the hardest year of my life. And I found out sort of the beginning of the year, halfway through the year, that my father had liver cancer. And it was stage four. And it was just like the biggest shock because I was going to work playing a character on Better Call Saul that was trying to save his father's life. Mm-hmm. And then I had to deal with that real emotion in my waking life. And it, it, it became so overwhelming that I the only way I could sort of deal with it was just to write more music. But it wasn't enough, you know. And I started taking walks at night. And I found, you know, there's all these sort of street musicians. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what, man, I'd give anything to just be able to jam with those guys. So one night I wore a hat, I put on glasses and I went down the street, bought those guys pizza and and whatever they wanted to drink Mm -hmm. and asked them if I could just jam with them. And for, for weeks, every weekend, I just try to find different street musicians and just sing with them in the corner of the street and people crowd would gather and we just kick it. And these guys had no idea, you know, who I was Mm -hmm. and, and it would only be like a day or two later, I'd get like one of the messages on Twitter or whatever. And the guy's like, man, I was too drunk to remember or to, you know, to make the connection with who you are. <laughs> and and it's only now that I'm like, holy shit, it's, it was really you. But I at the time, I, it, I wish I, all I kept thinking is, man, this guy looks so familiar. <laughs> anyway, so that really kind of created that desire for me to sing in front of people and, and more importantly, to people and to share really all these existential feelings, these mm-hmm. feelings of fear and love and heartbreak. And I don't know why I really felt like, man, I, I want, I want to share this with people. I, I don't want to feel so alone. I want, I want others to understand this and I feel it somehow connects me. Mm-hmm. And I decided to, to release my first song, you know, while my father's still, still around. And um, I mentioned my father in the first verse and my, I mentioned my mother in the second verse. Mm-hmm. And I realized, you know, life is too short. Um, it's good to plan ahead and it's good to have dreams and, and all that stuff, but it's even better to live in the moment and, and, and to live with, with courage and mm-hmm. to stand up and do what you love. And, um, and that's why the song is called the wild one. And, and, and the song is really about some form of emancipation from yourself, emancipation mm-hmm. from, um, you know, everything that's holding you back. Is that the is that the part, Walter? Did I did I do I the story I, and, justice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, first of all, first of all, I'm impressed by the consistency with which you told that story. Mm-hmm. Second of all, <laughs> I'm reading um, from a script. I'm reading from a script. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go to that go to interview anecdote. This is actually this is actually all pre-recorded stuff that I'm just playing back. <laughs> that's why the, that's why the screen is is black. <laughs> We're talking a Mando this a, bot. Yeah, this now. is a mobile. Yeah, robot. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael Mando created his own AI. Uh, but, to do interviews for him. <laughs> yeah, Michael, the part that blew my mind was then how how you then sort of So wait a minute, I just uh, this whole part disappointed you? No, 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 no. That was good. That was that was all I didn't cool. I didn't blow your mind yet. Cool. God damn it, I got to do better next time. Get to how the how COVID sort of like changed your plan and how you adapted. All right, all right. So Jesus, I started like recording. Let's imagine. Don't like, man, don't, don't tell that that sad sap story. We don't give a fuck about that. Talk about the other stuff. Put me to sleep, man. I feel like watching Sopranos now. Wake up a little bit. 
But um, no, the, so the other part of that, I, I came back from New York. I was doing the Seth Meyers show mm-hmm. and I came back to see my dad with the hopes to go back to LA and work on my music. Mm-hmm. And I met with, um, is this the part? Am I saying it, Walter? I, I, I hope so. <laughs> Man, I feel so much. I feel like he hyped it up so much. Now I just feel like it's all downhill for me. Better be the best story but, ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I bumped into uh, Celine Dion's musicians. Oh, wow. And these guys are fantastic, man. Her guitarist and her bassist and her drummer and um, the Studio Piccolo here in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just so welcoming. And, and they loved the, the, the demo of the song. And they said, why don't you let us help you finish these? And I thought, man, this is amazing. And they brought me the mic that Celine is using. And they say, hey, try this mic on. Why don't you sing on this? Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, I can't believe this. Like, I'm, I went from, like, thinking maybe I should release some music to sitting in a room with some of the best musicians in the world. Mm-hmm. Like almost like within like a couple of days of not knowing how I was going to do it to figuring out, man, what's the better way to do it than this. And when I came back from New York and we were starting to do this, the songs were the, the, the a lot of the instrumental stuff was recorded because I wanted to mix um, uh, live musicians with, you know, um, computer stuff mm-hmm. And as we started, when I came back from New York and I was heading to the studio to start recording, they called me that morning and told me not to come in. And I was just like, what? And they said, you just came in from another country. You have to be quarantined for 14 days. And I said, what are you talking about? We're about to do an album. And they said, no, you really can't come in. That's crazy. And I was like, I'm telling you, man, I was devastated. And I thought, well, how how am I going to do this? I'm supposed to to do this EP. Mm-hmm. So um, a, a, a friend of mine that I work with um, proposed, why don't you do it from home? And I said, well, how am I going to do this from home? So she went to the studio and we ended up renting a sound card, renting a preamp, mm-hmm. renting an amp. Then we ended up hiring somebody to teach me how to use the programs. Mm-hmm. So I learned to use Pro Tools and logic and then i i i, I learned yeah, to like, record like myself classes? like uh through youtube yeah. through classes through um conference calls through speaking to uh pierre messier who was this brilliant um uh, uh musician and i just man it I, I can't tell you how hard it was at the beginning mm-hmm. and how badly i wanted to quit because i felt like man i'm never gonna understand this shit it was so stressful. You know, I would like press a button and then I felt like I deleted something and then I'd <laughs> move the track and I felt like it was completely off rhythm. And I was just like, man, what the fuck am I doing? First of all, <laughs> who, who, who am I kidding to release music and why? What I, existential crisis. And then <laughs> the whole time and, you're in isolation too, right? So like everything. Yeah. And more than that, I, 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 I recorded the first song. And I sent it to my to Pierre and who was who's my co-producer on this. And he asked me, what is the room am I in look like? And he said, man, the vocals are great, but your your quality is bad. Oh, no. And I said, what do you mean? I've spent like two, two days doing this. And this is like I feel like it's as good as it's ever going to get. And he said, did you um, did you treat the room? I said, what are you, I don't even know what I'm doing. What are you talking about? Treat the room. room. And he goes, there's too much echo in the room. You've got to, you've got to cover it with all these soundboards and, and you got to put carpets on the floor. And I was like, oh my God. 
So I had to go and, and um, turn the room into a studio. So I learned Pro Tools. I learned Logic. Uh, then I learned how to record myself. I learned how to isolate a room. And then I learned how to produce and arrange myself on the actual computer. And then I had to learn all these technical stuff. And then we ended up mixing the song virtually and mastering the song virtually. And I, and I just thought, man, this is the worst thing and the best thing that could have happened to me in terms of my music life. So I just see why that, see, that's see an ama amazing story, but I like, how, like, how did you get the, the, the soundproofing? Were you just like taking all the blankets I, in the house and just like my, my, my friend, <laughs> my friend, uh, my friend, Berenice, who I work with, um, she's this, she's my business partner and she's, she's, she's got like, I'd say she's got more drive than me, man. She's just like a soldier and she wouldn't let me quit. And she went and bought, um all these kind of i don't even know where she got them i'm looking at them now they're all over the room and they're just like these kind of like uh they look like match mattresses or something i don't really know what mm -hmm. they are i don't even know where she got them they're kind of, they're like we have them the, almost like egg cartons right like the gray yes exactly yeah, 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 like and they're plastered all over the walls and there's carpets everywhere and i can and and what surprises me the most is i i rented a, a place here in montreal and it's in a building and I'm surprised because I, I recorded my stuff in the middle of the night so that <laughs> there's no sounds, you know. And when I see the neighbors, they're always kind of looking at me sideways. <laughs> so I, I feel like everybody knows the lyrics to my song. In the <laughs> this guy just keeps singing that same song over and over yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the story of the EP, man. It's a it's a COVID baby. Yeah, no, I, mean, I was gonna say, I was like, what are you <laughs> doing to keep busy? And apparently, it's learning uh, all these audio software. <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, <laughs> man, it's it's unbelievable the the human spirit. If you put your mind to doing something, you really can. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I I mean, I always like to speak to the younger guys or the people who are starting up because because I feel like those are the people that are most interested in these kinds of stories. Mm -hmm. And and I think of myself in Montreal, you know, listening to somebody and, and thinking, you know, how the hell am I going to get this done? I want to bust this myth that the, there is nobody in this world that can do things that the majority of human beings. And this is my opinion. Anyway, mm -hmm. I think we all can do what I can do. I don't think I'm I'm particularly gifted at anything. And I think a lot of people that I've met that have gone super far in their lives are not necessarily superhuman. You know, everybody's just like everybody else. The only difference is that you have to find something you truly love for the good reasons. That's number one. A lot of people, I think, love things for the wrong reasons. And that becomes like a handicap because you really can't get to the bottom of what you're trying to do. So I say once you find what you really love and that it's pure, it's totally pure, you just love this thing, that's number one. Step number two, if you put in the work, I guarantee you, man, my whole life has been based on that. You, you'll get to where you want to go. It's just that simple. It's just love it and put in the work and keep an open heart and know that it's, it's not a movie. It's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started a month ago or i don't know when this thing started man i i swear to god i i, I did not want to do it I, mm. I i hated it i i i was like i thought i had the worst luck in the world and um now it's like 
I, I, it's like my little alone time, you know, sitting on these mm-hmm. programs. That's awesome. And like, and you come out of it also, like you were saying with like a whole other, a whole new skill that if you had sort of done through the traditional recording method and everything, you wouldn't have picked up. So now you're even more autonomous. So you can do all this crap on your own. You could set up a home studio, you can be running all that stuff. So you're not even, not to say you, you, you would be shackled or whatever by the system, but like now you're even more free to do whatever you want creatively with your with your music because you can do it all yourself right you're that's like yeah and you and and you deal with your own you you realize i think when you're alone working on stuff you you realize that you're your worst enemy Mm -hmm. you know like you really are you're 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 always the person that's stopping you from doing it nobody nobody in this world really is stopping you from doing anything Mm-hmm. You know, you could say, "Oh, you know, I'm never get, I'll never, I'm not getting my chance. They don't want to give me a chance. They're, the, they're not pushing for me. They're not this. They're not that." But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's just as simple as doing it. Just do it. Put in the time. You want to be a great piano player? Then put in four or five hours a day. You want to be a great singer? Put in four or five hours a day. You want to be a, a, a great writer? Read every book about script writing. Put in mm-hmm. the time keep an open heart, watch a lot of movies and, uh, and build great relationships with people. And you'll get there guys. I promise you, you will. Awesome. And plus in the middle of all this, do you watch, are you watching uh, better call Saul as it's on or like as the new episodes there? Yeah, or into that? I am. I am. And I, and I have to say, you know, I, I, I feel this is by far our best season. I love this season so much. This is so lucky to be a part of it. Wraps up next week. Right. Like I want to say, yes, yes. The finale is um is Monday at nine p.m. Mm-hmm. So I guess if this is airing Monday, then it's tonight at nine p.m. I think this, no, this should be coming out probably uh, in the next day or two. So next Monday, two three days from oh, now. Oh great! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, get out over the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I ran, I ranted a lot. I, I feel like I just kind of like snapped out of it That's and realized that I've just been uh, or not ranted. Like I went on a long. That's basically uh, the podcast monologue. Right? <laughs> you've done. You've been here before. You know. You can just talk as long as you want. That's how, That's our whole. God, that's man. our whole thing. I've been doing interviews since <laughs> like uh, probably ten a.m. And I, you know, this is probably my last one. I think. And I, you know, when you, you your brain gets all mushy and you start thinking out loud and there's no censor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope I didn't say anything that no, I'm correct. correct. Well, do you want to run through rapid so, uh, three quick questions? We haven't done five questions with you. Um, well, I just wanted. Uh, yeah, we, we could do we could do the we could do the three yeah we'll questions. do, we'll do, we'll do three, to clear three random questions. I'm sure you have not been asked all day. Okay, <laughs> on your I'd love, but, but 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 I love speaking to you guys. You guys are awesome. Man. We and love you, having and you we on did this before any of this picked up. So I'll always come back and do go plug yourself. Nice. Hey. That's it. That's now, it. Oh yeah, exactly. Do we, we have do we have Michael on before before the show even started? Yeah, we had him on twice. We had him on uh, right after. Far Cry Three, when you were doing, uh, was it Orphan Black? I want to say Orphan Black. Yeah, that yeah, was in that was the first time we had you on, and then we had you on right uh, after you had finished taping Better Call Saul, but it hadn't come out yet. That was our oh okay, right before the first yeah. season. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That That's was crazy. Last and now, you you guys can edit this and 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 cut out all the bad boring parts that didn't blow Walter's mind, right? Uh, <laughs> the whole thing blows. I want. I need. I need Walter's mind to be simmering from the very beginning. Exactly. And, then, and then I wanted to blow at the very end of this podcast. It's been there a while since I've offended a, a, a upscale guest. 
offended? No, man, not at all, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your mind I'm teasing you, my friend. Maybe, no, I'm not offended at all. Please don't take it uh, that way. It's okay. Walter, you need, it's, what, it's what's the word? You need to. Uh, you need to be more open to having your mind blown, Walter. You need to just be ready for it. No, I think like. he's right. I think Walter's <laughs> right. I think Walter. I think Walter's kind of keeping me on edge and saying, "Hey, listen, man, you're losing it. You're losing it." I'm producing the interview. You know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> keeping me on my toes. You know. Exactly. Um, so, so we're gonna do Keith's three questions prepared. We did this segment with the guests where we have. Uh, we, is it the same questions, or I don't even know. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are the questions we settled on in episode two hundred. So these are all new questions. Oh, perfect. We, we didn't okay. get to ask too many people because we did. We did a, a big deal for our two hundredth episode, like live show and all that stuff. Uh, and then we were in quarantine within the next week or two later. So you're one of the only people who's had these questions asked. Was it that close? Yeah, dude. Was, we did like oh, two wow. episodes. I feel privileged. Uh, hey, how? How? how, uh, how first of all, well, okay, all right, I'll let you guys ask the rapid fire. All right, go go ahead. All right. What were you gonna say? No, I, I was just curious. You guys been you guys have been friends and working together for like five, six, seven years now. Ten. Oh, ten. My God. And you yeah, guys are keeping telling. this keeping this going. I, I salute you guys. This is really awesome. This is beautiful. Each other yet. Keith more so than me. I kinda I kinda stemmy retired. Yeah, exactly. Oh really? Yeah, I came back for this is you know, I came back. It's a special occasion. So <laughs> Yeah, we, oh, we, man, we have like rota- I have rotating co hosts now. So Oh really? Yeah. So, oh, but you guys still friends and, oh, and yeah. hang out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't there was no beef or anything. Yeah, it was no okay, good, Yeah, good, exactly. Good, good. All right, so here's our here's our three the three questions that we're gonna ask just rapid fire. So we're not gonna. Yeah, that weird. was like an awkward an awkward moment yeah. pause there of sadness yeah. and. I, I, I miss Walter. I felt, when you, said, so I felt when you said there's no beef. I felt like oh, there is beef. There's so no beef. beef. Oh god, this is for the next time I come in. I want to hear all about that fight. Is it over a girl? Over no. money? Over drugs? <laughs> I wish all of you. This is just. <laughs> Money, drug, women. Did he buy a mortgage under your name and never pay it? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to do that. It was ba- <laughs> the, Walter and Keith, uh, like host beef, is basically the plot of uh, like a, a lost season of Better Call Saul. It's that like just salacious drugs, like smuggling, like everything. It's it's crazy, but you know we won't get into it on air. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, all right, so wrap. Just to finish this up, three quick questions. Um, what do your thoughts sound like? As in, do you uh, do you think in words or do you think in images? Like, what's your your internal thought process? What is that like? I think it's I think it's both. I think it's language based and I think it's image based. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's sound based as well. I think I, I think I try to. I think I internally, it's all the senses, all of the above. And but and you're multilingual too, right? Like, do you think in one language yeah. in particular or? I think in multiple languages and um, images, words, you know, when I, when I do music, sometimes I associate things to color. Like it's a very big deal for me when I'm arranging like my guitar tracks or my piano tracks, certain songs have certain colors and I'll like uh, on the wild one, it, it was really the blue. And then um, on the next one, I feel like the guitars are orange and the, electric guitar is red and it just kind of changes like that so it's i think I, it's a combination of both but you know on that subject I, I i've thought about that a lot and i wonder what are we what is the most um perfect way to think is it in language you think or image I, the- I don't know i i i personally like personally like we, we talked about this a little bit on, on past episodes 
I don't think in sentences at all. Like I just sort of, I only have like images that sort of come together to form like loose concepts and ideas and stuff. When I tell people they're like that, they're like, how do you organize your stuff? I was like, I, and because of that, I have to like write stuff down like lists and stuff because I need to like put it into words because I find it gets very jumbled. Otherwise in my head, it's very, I don't know what the, the better way is, but yeah, you know what my conclusion I thought about that a lot and I had one I once I was on the rooftop in Albuquerque and we had smoked a joint and I was we went on like a four hour conversation about what what about exactly that. Mm-hmm. And I came up to the conclusion that I think the most profound way I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's feeling. Mm. I don't think it I think it's you know, I think the quickest way I can get centered is when I focus on what am I feeling. Mm. Very cool. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, think yeah. Of anything else. Just what am I feeling? What what is in my gut right now? And I don't try to put an image or a word or anything to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Question number two. Uh, what was your favorite uh, thing to eat as a child? I think steak and fries. And now I'm a vegetarian almost. Oh, wow. So that's weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, and question number three. Kind of, that's kind of a weird Kind of a weird little kid dish, steak and fries. Steak and fries. <laughs> yeah, man, steak and fries. Steak. Steak. I don't know, steak fries or maybe hamburger and fries. But yeah, that was like no, a- go with steak. It's yeah. I, I, actually, I, like I have. I remember as a kid really enjoying steak uh, because of the fact that like it was the one of the only meals that my mother didn't make because like steak was on the barbecue and my dad made it, so it was always kind of like a big deal. Like there was also like an there was, there was like an event around steak, which was like dad's out back barbecuing it, and that's like kind yeah. of a separate thing. I had this thing, my uncle, who's you know big, real special guy, you know my mother's brother, mm-hmm. and uh, he used to eat with his hands. He used to use his thumb. He used to, and he's a really successful guy now. But at the time, he was kind of like this young rebel, and he. He a couple of years older than me. He was maybe six, seven years older than me, and he used to use his thumb as as a knife and use the fork. So he'd push the food with his thumb, wow. and I thought that was so cool. It's like super. I don't know why. It's a power move, man. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why it was like this thing that he did, and I and I kind of really wanted to eat that like move. that. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to eat with my hands, and my mom would drive my mother crazy. <laughs> And I thought I was so cool pushing the the food with my like using my thumb as a knife to get the food on the fork. Yeah. I don't know why that thought came to me, but I, I, I it's just crazy how cool I thought that was as a child. Uh, it's only cool if you make it look good and yeah, like you don't have like your whole hand shoved in the food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah, gotta... I that was cool. uh, last question, question number three. Um, when so when did you realize that being like an adult had like negative repercussions? Because you spend so much of your childhood kind of like getting ready for adulthood. And then you're like, oh, no. Like, when was that moment? Um, I think when you realize that you don't ha- you don't get a second chance with time mm. is when I realized the, ser- the seriousness of it all. Meaning that, like, you can really, you can mess up your life. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> like, like, really there, there's only so much that, of it right <laughs> like, like like you i don't think you can mess up your life because you can because i think life is always happening in the now so you mm-hmm. can't like you can be 100 years old and and never have done what you want but if in that moment right before you die you find peace then your life is a success because mm-hmm. there's only now 
but in realizing that like you, you don't get a you like you know they say the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago mm -hmm. the second <laughs> best time is now yeah and i love that proverb and, and and i think that's for me when i started realizing as an adult like it's like it's kind of what motivated me to do the music and and learn all the programs because i said to myself i'm never going to do this again like if i don't do it now i'm never going to have the energy to do this again so i urge everybody out there um man whatever you want to do that you've wanted to do for a long time this is at the end of the podcast if you made it this far <laughs> man close your laptop and go fucking do the thing you want to do go read that book go download that movie go call that girl that you like or that boy that you like send out that letter to that friend that you've always wanted to make peace to that sibling that you've fought with do it now do it now always do it now walter i'm uh, i'm waiting for that that letter to squash that beef yeah man <laughs> squash the, the, that's yeah, not cool it's, man <laughs> what you did walter that's not cool at all bro <laughs> hey there was, a, there was it was a, it was a healthy back and forth yeah, it's not cool, man. It's not cool. We'll talk about it next time. So that was Michael Mando. Uh, and, uh, what's that? Said, friend like, of the show. We can actually refer to Michael Mando, friend of the show. That's three, like, three appearances. There's, there's like some local Montreal comedians who have not been on the show three times. But Michael Mando, star of like, video games. He's got open music. He's, he's in the Hall of Fame. Take that, Michael Scott Mando. Andrew Carter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so yeah as we said uh, we're gonna the, the link is gonna be with this uh, somewhere i imagine to uh wild one yeah. the wild one which is uh michael's uh, new song yeah and um, so it's gonna play uh it's gonna play us out we're gonna listen to the song and uh watch the season finale of uh season five of better call saul uh this monday on uh, amc and uh, wherever season. else you can watch it penultimate season I'm, i need to catch up on it so like i'm glad that uh, michael didn't get into too many spoilers uh he's a pro he doesn't spoil nothing yeah that was the deal when we had him on like right before the first season right where he was like i can't say anything about the show i can't <laughs> like yeah <laughs> they're they, i'm sure they, they might like they must be coached even like i feel that like just like not necessarily coached but like spoken to frequently on set to just be like, just don't talk about it. Like, I know it's your day, like whatever else, just don't, just never, you know, like it's, it seems natural to come home from work and just like shoot the shit about what you did that day. But like they can't, right. cause that's spoilers, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you can't just tell your buddies, oh yeah. And then I, we were filming the scene where I shot this guy or whatever. And your buddy happens to, happens to tell it, oh man, this guy's going to get shot. Michael told me. Yeah, no, you can't do that. You just got to keep it all inside. It felt so dumb every time I called him Michael. Why do you, do you want to call him Mike? Yeah, but Mike then it's like you know, about his fucking buddy, you know? Yeah, like, he's so fucking nice. Yeah, such a nice guy. And I don't I like. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's just like you know being that nice guy guy, but like I don't know. It just seems like not shitty. <laughs> Michael Mando seems not shitty. Yeah, no, but again, like it's just the fact that he he's come back. He's done this for us. Now, like we said, three. Oh, we're still recording. Yeah, you know, I thought. See, I was back into the mode that we were not recording. No, this is recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's it. I mean, uh, yeah, awesome dude. Uh, check out the track "Wild One." Go to the thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Are we, is this going to be uh, a thing? I think every couple of years we'll just check in with Michael Mando. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll see what we're doing, what we're up to. Exactly. Tell him about the kid. 
Talking about the baby? I don't even I don't even think he knows about that. I'll send him some pictures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. Email, yeah. email him some pics. Uh, I think I, I have I used to have him on like Facebook for like but like his actual like the real regular yeah, see if, you're still, like, see if you're still Facebook friends with him. <laughs> hey Michael <laughs> Start, but like take pictures of Jacob but tag Mando. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So after all that, as promised, here it is, Michael Mando's Wild One. Enjoy. Everything that I've ever dreamed of Suddenly so clear My father's eyes crying, grieving I'm not alone in my fears All the things I was told to change Like dust in the wind I was blind, I was blind But the world spins Let's ride, let's ride Go on and call me the wild your tickets with diamonds or gold through the desert deep in the sea on the mountain she spoke to me vision a dream mama tell me what's real the touch of sky you need to get on your knees let's ride let's ride let's ride let's ride no one and call me the wild their mind no 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 use it baby use it baby let the fire fuel you into ecstasy
Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.